Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner. Hello, welcome to the 67th episode of What the Wealth. I'm your host, Jonathan Bedner, certified financial planner, owner of Paradigm Wealth Partners and What the Wealth. Today, I want to talk about uh, some questions that have come up quite a bit recently with the market and the the turbulence, the volatility, the anxiety around what if. First of all, I want to address something that I think a lot of people confuse, and even a lot of financial advisors, financial planners confuse this, is that volatility is not risk. There's a big difference. So volatility is definitely, you know, the price or the the market movement up and down and how those swings uh, are affected by things like inflation and interest rates and earnings and, and all the things that kind of drive the stock market. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's risky. Risk is an inherent loss of money. That is a big difference than volatility, something that just moves up and down versus the actual risk of losing your money. So let's let's think about Apple. And this is not an endorsement or recommendation to buy Apple. This is just a, a, a you know kind of a thought. Apple has lost 50% of its value many, many times since it came out, you know, four decades ago. And and even recently, over the last, you know, five and 10 years since the launch of the iPhone, we've seen Apple lose 50% of its value or go down 50% of its value multiple times. That doesn't mean Apple's at risk to go out of business and be worthless. What it means is some of the dynamics of the economy have changed, and that's caused Apple to have a little bit of reset. But that doesn't mean that Apple's going out of business. Now, I want to caution and say that doesn't mean that Apple can't go out of business. Sure, Sears has happened, Kmart has happened, Blockbuster has happened, but there's a very distinct difference between volatility, price fluctuation of your investment, and risk, which would be the probability or likelihood that your money goes to zero and is worthless. That is a very, very big thing to think about. And that doesn't mean that what we're seeing here today means that your account's going to zero tomorrow. And I think that's what a lot of people are fearful about as they think about investing. So think about that. What I want to talk to you today about on this podcast kind of relates back into that. So yesterday, I'm having a conversation with a client. We've had this come up frequently uh, lately. And it's the question of, you know, what if the, the market drops 50%? What if, you know, Putin fires a nuclear missile warhead over here and, and, you know, wipes out New York City? What if China becomes the reserve currency and the U.S. dollar goes to, you know, to basically be worth nothing? Well, side note here, dollar is at like two two decade highs in strength. Very, very strong dollar, uh, which tells me right now 
that we are not really at risk of losing the reserve currency. Everybody wants dollars. But other of these fear-mongering headlines that we see has caused quite a bit of anxiety around different just market interpretations of what people think. And, And I think that can be a dangerous place. I came across an article that is titled, let me scroll up to the top, It's titled, Reading the News is the New Smoking. That headline caught me off guard because I actually agree with it. I have recently referred to the financial media as financial pornography. And I think a lot of people are addicted to CNBC and Fox Business and and MSNBC, all of these kind of new financial news headlines, Wall Street Journal, and, and we're we're using those as a disguise or we're convincing ourselves that we're going to these headlines or these media news outlets to get information so that we're aware of you know what's happening and you know making sure that we can have intelligent conversations with other people and so when they ask us did you hear about XYZ we can you know intelligently respond and say yes oh yeah we have heard about that here's what I think. And, and so we, for decades, have actually looked at media and, and, and have thought to ourselves as, well, I need to read the paper to be aware of what's going on in the local community, in, in the state community, in the country, in the world. And then the same thing, there's, you know, obviously these these media outlets that become very specific for things, and in this case, the financial media, and how that influences our, our thoughts and our uh, on our actions with not only in- investing but our day-to-day lives and and I think it can be very very dangerous and so when I caught the headline that says reading the news is the new smoking maybe that's a little bit less aggressive it's probably not the right word but you know what I mean than me saying financial pornography which I do think that it is financial pornography but Let's roll with this reading as the new smoking, because I think it's got some very interesting tidbits to think about. So what kind of caught my eye in this, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. I don't agree with everything this guy says. And actually, I think a lot of his comments, he could be a little bit more neutral in the way that he presents them from a political perspective. So I don't want to uh, get into a political conversation. but. Just a couple of things that that I thought. So one of the, one of the things he says is most of the things in the news only seem important because they're happening today, and I I think a lot of that is true. You know, there's a headline today, and it you know it, it says something, uh, and X Y Z, you know, fear mongering conversation, uh, and then we move into tomorrow there'll be X Y Z fear-mongering headline again. And so while all of these headlines and, and some of these news ideas are worthy of you know reading and being aware of, it doesn't mean that they should consume as much as our, our daily lives as we let them consume. And what I think that does is continue to breed fear and anxiety and depression into our lives. And, and we do it in the vein of saying, well, I'm trying to be aware of what's going on in society, in the world, and so that, you know, I can just be understanding of, you know, the reality. And I think there's a a definite line between 
being aware of what reality is and being addicted to smoking media cigarettes. And I think that's what a lot of people do. I mean, I kind of say that as a joke, but uh, there's a lot of wit in his convert comment saying reading the news is like smoking. Uh, again, most of the things in the news only seem important because they're happening today. So I just think that that's something to think about. You know, every day there's a new headline. There's a new thing to get nervous about. And so as you come back, taking another cigarette out to see what the next headline is, you just get more and more and more addicted and it causes hysteria. It causes panic. One of the other things that, that kind of caught my eye was that I like the way that he phrased this. He said, the news is another thing to check and checking is a waste of time, which I actually think is there's a lot of truth to that. And, and I think there's a lot of truth to that because we can't control it. And, and and we think that if we know it and if we read it and if we understand it, that somehow we've got sort of some sort of control over it. So um, before you know anything about a headline, you know, Russia invades Ukraine. Well, there's a headline that's scary. Uh, you want to read up on it so you can know what's going on and how do you understand it and what's going to happen and what's going to be the ramifications. You, you, you're without knowing you are convincing yourself that you have some sort of control. By understanding this more, you're going to feel better about it. Reality is, reading up on does Russia invade Ukraine, which obviously we know they've done uh, at this point, understanding what's happening doesn't cause any less anxiety. It causes more because now you're considering, okay, now if this happens, what happens if he actually fires a missile? Well, now that leads to the next headline. What happens if he fires multiple missiles? And the headlines just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's just a waste of time because we don't have any control over what those headlines are. I've said many times that, you know, I follow a financial thought leader, Carl Richards, who uh, has a Venn diagram and on one circle, it says things that are important. The other circle, it says the things that you can control. And where those two Venn diagrams are, he has kind of filled in the middle of that smaller, I guess, maybe circle or where those two Venn diagrams overlap. And he says, that's what you should focus on. Things that are important, obviously, war in Ukraine is important. How we as America respond is important. How how our, our globalization is impacted afterwards is important. Our, our economy is important. Lives are important. Everything is important. And then there's things that we can control. And, and we right now, right now, at least myself, I don't, you know, I guess I don't need to speak for all listeners, but myself, I can't control the war on Ukraine. So what I don't need to do is focus on it. Doesn't mean it's not important. Doesn't mean I don't need to be aware of it. But I don't need to spend my time focusing on something I can't control. So I use that to try to remind myself things that are important, things that I control, that's where I need to focus. So as I'm thinking about checking the news is, is another thing to check, and then that checking ends up being a waste of time, it's because there's nothing we can do to control the outcomes of what we read. Uh, and then a lot of times, it's pointless. You know, he he used the case about getting an email from Dunkin' Donuts, D Dunkin Donuts, and it says, hi, we're Dunkin' Donuts, and we have donuts. 
And and you end up spending 10 seconds there getting an alert saying, oh, you got an email from Dunkin' Donuts says, hey, guess what? We have donuts. Well, you already knew that. And then you actually have to process like, okay, yeah, I got that email. Now I got to delete it. And then before you know it, 15 seconds is gone. And it's just it's just a little micro segment of your day that's totally wasted. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but those microseconds or, 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 or moments, I should say, add up, they compound. And before you know it, you've lost 30 minutes of your day. You've lost an hour of your day. You've lost six hours of your day on these small, frivolous things that you have no control over that don't matter. So I thought, I thought that was another interesting point. Following that up, I think... The idea that you can spend that time doing a lot of other stuff. So let's assume that, you know, you wake up every day, you spend your first 30 minutes, you know, reading or watching TV to get caught up on the news. So what he goes on to say is that if you spend 30 minutes every morning reading the news, call it watching TV, reading the news, whatever, from your 18th birthday until you're 90 years old, you will spend 547 days on news alone. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of impact that you can be making on on your own life, on someone else's life, on your mindset, on your perspectives, on your learning, on your leadership, on your on your spirituality, on your family. There's just that's just a lot of time. And so when I start thinking about you know what could you do there? You know, do you have a devotional? Do you spend it in prayer? Do you exercise? You know, are you spending that time with your family? Do you just take that time for yourself and enjoy your coffee without any anxiety? There's a lot of things that you can do there that uh, I think are, I'm not a huge like mental health person. I, I, I definitely think that there is mental health is- issues and I don't want to, uh, downgrade those mental health issues. But I think a lot of those mental health issues are things we do ourselves by just causing more anxiety, more depression, by feeding that, by smoking those cigarettes. And if we weren't smoking those cigarettes, how much less anxiety would we have? So I think there's a lot of time spent that we could be doing other things. So he goes on to say, and, and I kind of touched on this earlier, you have to be informed. You you have to be aware of what, what's going on and be able to have conversation with others. Or uh, w- one of the things that he said that I liked is whether or not your do- deodorant will give you armpit cancer. I mean, some of this stuff, again, is is it important to, to you know, use deodorant that is not going to give you cancer? Well, yes. And if that is something important to you, then sure, you know, research the things that you as a person believe in and want to use and utilize for your own life. But I think that's an an easy kind of quick thing is that we get hit with these all the time. This thing does this, this thing's bad for the environment. This thing's bad for people. This thing is, is, you know, detrimental for, for animals. And before you know it, like, Everything's bad. You've caught yourself smoking, you know, you're you're, you know, you're almost through your first pack of cigarettes for the day and everything is bad. And and because everything is bad, 
all you want to do is go have another cigarette and you're hoping the cigarette is better. But all it does is is create another bad, bad, you know, bad taste in your mouth, bad it perpetuates the disease of being over-informed, smoking the, the media and reading the media cigarettes that are causing this anxiety. And, and you know, I'm, I'm babbling some here, but a lot of this goes back to, well, why are we talking about this? Because a lot of what people are doing now, especially with these markets, are totally in this fear and greed. So, you know, in 20 and 21, when the market was straight up, people were addicted to these cigarettes because they were making tons of money and it was easy and fun and and they loved it. And the emotion of of greed had, had, had captivated them. They were making more money. Their account bounces up and up and up and up. And now that we've got the Fed raising rates to fight inflation and, and a num- number of other things, but that's the main driver, we're seeing the greed come into play. And now all the negative headlines and, and you know, the, the S&P 500's down X percent for the last, you know, six months. And this is new lows. And, you know, what happens if the world ends? And just all kinds of these crazy headlines. Um. And it just causes more anxiety. So what others will say is you have to be informed. You have to know what the Federal Reserve's doing. You have to know what inflation's doing. You have to know what Putin's doing. You have to know what China's doing. You have to know what, you know, our our, our economy is doing. And I think there's some truth to that. But I think we're, we do that in a sense that is not withstanding to our own mental health, if you will, for ourselves and our families. And, you know, we don't want to be left out of these conversations. So we get informed and then we have some, some crazy headline and we'll use, we'll use potential nuclear war again. So, you know, what happens if, if, you know, Vladimir Putin fires a missile over uh, to Ukraine, we have nuclear, you know, reactions go off over there. And then all of a sudden we've got World War Three. And it's nuclear, and you know the world just melts with radiation. That's bad. So, did you hear about this outrageous thing? Yes, it's so outrageous. It is. I'm mad about it. Me too. You know, it's crazy that they're doing this. It's so outrageous. Yeah. What do you think's going to happen? This time's crazy. You know, and it's just this conversation, this dialogue back and forth of like each other agreeing. That things are bad and you hate it and it's miserable, but here we are talking about it. And we perpetuate the fear conversation and we perpetuate the greed conversation and smoking the news every day, I'm arguing is bad for your health. I haven't gone through the entire the entire post. It's long. Um, and it's by a person named Adam Mastrioni, and I may have butchered that. It's a really insightful post. I will link it into the the show notes. But, you know, as I give you a high-level idea of what what he's trying to say and all the reasons why it's bad, I just thought it was a perfect time to come back and and reiterate those things and, and relate it somewhat to the market. But even if we take the market out of it, it's bad across the board because all we hear is the bad. We don't hear 
enough of the good. There's some good in the headlines, but those don't get eyeballs and 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 eyeballs don't get advertising dollars. So what what we see is fear sales. And so if we sell more fear, we get more eyeballs, we get more money. That's where media makes their money. So it just it I, again, I guess when I saw the headline, it just struck me that I think you know, we we create all these false narratives around why we need to read the news to be informed. And reality is reading the news is the new smoking. It's bad for us. We we are not doing enough of the cultivating positive uh, actions to, to make our lives better. And instead, we're, we're reading and harping on the bad things. So here's what I here's what I want to challenge you to do is is turn off the tv put the paper down see if you can do it for seven days don't read the news don't watch you know all the financial tv pundits just turn it off see if you can make it for a week if you make it a week see if you can make it 30 days take some time and write down how that makes you feel do you feel bad like you're missing out on what might be going on journal that write it down do you feel better you know, does it make you feel good to not worry on the XYZ headlines? Does it make you feel better to to be out doing something else? So just just take some some notes and journal how it makes you feel. The next thing I want you to do is I want you to go out and take a walk. Look at the trees, hear the birds, look at the beautiful blue sky. Try to lose yourself in the very simple action of taking a walk. And just just try not to even think about things, but try to just be submerged in the beauty of what is around you. Other people walking, birds, the sunlight, you know, hitting your face. The, the clouds, the sky, the grass, just, just take it in. Read a book. Maybe read a, 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 a romance novel, novel. Maybe read a documentary. Maybe read a self-help book. Spend some time reading to sharpen your mind, to get, to get better. And it, it, could, it doesn't have to be a personal development book. Again, it could be a fun book. It could be a comedy. It could be, you know, it could be something fun. But what it does is it sharpens your mind, makes you think. That's where we get better, is thinking, standing on our own two feet and and making our own decisions, our own thinking. Finally, I want you to take a little bit of time and I want you to think about your own Venn diagram. Take a piece of paper, make a big circle, and then right beside that, make another circle that overlaps the first circle slightly, just in the middle. And I want you to do your own Carl Richards behavior. The top of the first circle, I want you to write the things that are important. What's important? And the other circle, I want you to write the things you can control. And I want you to see where there's overlap there. I know where there's some things, your family, your friends, your health, your relationship with God, you know, exercising, you know, just just some of these basic things that I think make us better. And and do those three or four things and spend some time and see if it helps. It's not going to take away the pain of the market. The market's down. We have no control over that. When it gets better, I don't know. 
What I do know is that there is so much more out there for us than what the news tells us. I've been on my soapbox a little bit today, but I've had a couple powerful conversations with clients that that kind of led to this, and I think it's important. So thanks for being with me. Thanks for listening to me. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, you can subscribe on, on iTunes. Uh, just look for What the Wealth or What the Wealth Jonathan Bedner. If you go to YouTube, you can type in What the Wealth Jonathan Bedner. You can subscribe there as well. Thank you again for your time. Be confident in your retirement. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love. podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor.